readers and writers. Welcome to episode 107 of Read and Write, our June roundup. Which I'm very excited about. Me too. (laughs) In case we haven't met before, I'm Deb. And I'm Jocelyn, and this is our podcast about what we're reading. What we're writing. And everything in between, which I think is a lot of what we're going to chat about today. Um, Yes, no set topic, just rambling about what we're consuming and what we're spewing forth. Oh, yeah. Which is, I don't know about you, Deb, but it's a a lovely image. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Lots of spewing, lots of consuming, lots of spewing, lots of consuming. It's great. (laughs) What else are you going to do in the summertime? I've been better. Oh no! <laughs> well, I'm no, glad no, to know nothing, that you're nothing able with me. to be just, This is this is this has been a week. It's mm. been husband got recalled back to the office three days mm-hmm. out of five. Kid got sick from his physical vaccine, so mm-hmm. like fever all day. I just I feel like I'm all over the place. Yes, like I haven't had any for like the last couple of days. I haven't had any good time just to sit down and think about my stories. I completely uh, I feel you on that completely. Things have been chaotic, and I feel like they're only gonna continue to be chaotic as. The world reopens and we're trying mm-hmm. to get used to things again. Everybody scrambles to try to yeah. make up what they missed. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I'm experiencing a lot of that right now because a lot of my friends and family had to postpone things, of course, during <laughs> So suddenly you're having like, invitations like, here's a bar mitzvah, here's a wedding, <laughs> yeah. here's a baby shower. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like every weekend this summer is just completely booked and spoken for and we're already wow yes yeah it's a lot i'm hoping the fall will will calm down but of course i work at a university and we're going to be opening up <laughs> the completely. fall, not, the fall yeah. is the opposite of calming <laughs> <It's>, down yes <laughs> so we're gonna have all these students back on campus the library is going to be in full swing so yeah also chaotic so yeah so you're looking at to... like february for uh-huh. things to calm down mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes and i am really hoping that maybe i can take i don't know like a week break or something you know i'll have like an unconventional vacation where i just take some you take a vacation sabbatical time from the library and, yes <laughs> yeah and that usually that early spring semester is pretty chill anyway so it might be a good time to do i like that. that we're in summer and you're talking about maybe i'll have time to write <sighs> next spring i know <laughs> well you'll be proud of me we'll get to it later in this episode but i have been able to write and i'm very happy about that but that it's, nice. it has been a challenge and you know like you're expressing with your chaotic week, everything just it's yeah, it's been chaotic. Um, but I will say a good thing on my end, I built shelves for Ooh. my living room and I'm really proud of myself because I haven't done something like that since I was like in high school. Wait, wait, we're, we're talking you actually built shelves with I like a hammer shelves. and saw and not yep. like Ikea shelves nope, where you put it together? I, nope. I went to the hardware store. I bought wood. I cut the wood. Oh I my sanded God. the wood. I I've got projects if you want money. <laughs> <laughs> I've got projects that I've been meaning to get to that I haven't. Oh, and yeah. the bookshelves. Yes. Yeah, I it's it was on our to do list when we bought this house Mm -hmm. and we have the perfect little nook in our living room that was just crying out for beautiful built in shelves. And I finally created those shelves. Are they beautiful? No. 
Are they stable? <laughs> Questionable on that count, but they are still holding the books I put on them. So I'm going to say it's a win. They do look really cute. I painted them like a nice green. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm honestly really proud of myself, but we'll see how long they hold up. <laughs> so what have you been doing when you haven't been building shelves? Wait, let me rephrase that. What have you been writing when you haven't been building shelves? You did say you had been doing some writing. Yes, yay! The crowd goes wild. Jocelyn wrote something. Yeah! Oh, okay, God. I'm so loopy. Um, it's the well, heat. It is honestly, for the listeners, it's like mega hot right now. And the AC in my house is not living its best life. So every everything is just really warm, um, including my brain. So I, I got to sit down and work on a couple short stories that I have planned. I have a whole series of story ideas written down. I don't, I'm, okay. I'm kind of thinking about them as a collection, but they're not really, they're loosely based on a theme, all of them together. So okay. if maybe one day they were released as fun. a- Yeah, it, it's, it helps with my inspiration anyway. Uh -huh. um, so if they are released one day together, it would make a nice short story collection, but they don't have to be. Um, they can obviously go live their own lives. Um, asterisk, asterisk point. That's also related to what I'm going to talk about, but my writing. Oh, that's very exciting. Yes. We have a little theme within a theme. We do. We didn't even plan it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I worked on a short story that I've been working on for a couple months that I think is kind of growing into something larger. Perhaps it will become more novella length. Um, is this the uh, Finger Lakes girl goes back to... Discover her roots one with like campfire and pond. And... <laughs> They're all so all of these are Finger Lakes. That's the okay. theme. They all take place in the Finger Lakes. They're inspired by the Finger Lakes. Right. Okay. And that particular one is it does have to do with the main character is a young woman um, who is kind of struggling with her sense of self and her identity. Uh -huh. And it has to do with a lake monster. And there's like. There's a lot going on, and I really want to do that character. Uh, I want to do it right. I want to do my diligence with that character. So I'm spending more time on it and taking a little longer with it. So I worked on that one a little bit. But then I did finish an entire first draft of a story from Whoa. beginning to end. Yeah, That's exciting. I, I'm very excited. It's a shorter one, but um, it was easy to write because it's <laughs> it's kind of autobiographical, but I laugh when I say that because it's fucking evil. So <laughs> I don't want people to think that like it's exactly what happened in my life, but it is very much inspired by a semi-mean thing I did to my best friend once, which was abandon her in a graveyard when we were teenagers because oh I God. got scared and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Is she still uh, friends with you? Yeah, she's still my best friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, apparently we're, that, that we're friendship would do that, yeah. Like next month to hang out for a while. So <laughs> she forgave me, but I did apologize multiple times and I'm still making up for it. But Good. I did part of this story. I'm writing it like kind of as an apology to her. So um, I wrote that like in one sitting. I had a nice time doing that. It was kind. Of, it's kind of a horror comedy. And um, I also now we talked about. I can't remember exactly which episode we talked about, but we discussed the idea of like journaling 
as we write or writing some ideas down before we go to bed and then, you know, revisiting that when we sit down to write again. So I did try that, but I, it didn't quite work for me. So what, but it did evolve. I didn't cast the idea out entirely. So I didn't abandon the idea of the writing ideas down or journaling, you know, at night and then revisiting it next time Uh I write entirely. It just, for some reason, it didn't quite click having a separate notebook for it. So what I did instead was in the document for whatever story I was writing, I wrote bullet points down. And then after, you know, all the ideas I had or things that I had been thinking about, I just kind of wrote them in bullet points in the same document. So then the next time I went to go work on that project, the bullet points were there, the thoughts were there, the ideas were there, and I could kind of revisit that train of thought before I started writing again. So that really worked that well like a for good me. Idea. Yeah, I liked that. I I still am attracted to the idea of journaling maybe a little bit more freely with my writing ideas kind of like bopping around in my uh-huh. head. Um, but yeah, for some reason that wasn't quite clicking, but I think I'll I'll continue to play with it and see what else I can make work. Okay. Well, power to you. Well, thank you. (laughs) How about you? How what have you been writing? Um, I feel like there's a lot of things to talk about here, so buckle in. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of great things to talk about, unfortunately. Well, I told you that I was officially a third of the way through my novel. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. But I had two scenes to write at that point. I've written one of them. Okay. And the other one I am just hung up on. Oh uh, yeah. It was it's the it's the new character Tad, my mm-hmm. my my little like goody goody cop. Um he's such a good guy. Like I wish he was real so he'd like <laughs> be my friend or something. Oh. <laughs> he's such a nice guy. Um but since I, he wasn't in my original outline, I'm just I'm struggling if anyone I don't, actually, I don't know if I've posted these yet, but I have been starting to record some of my work, not necessarily the 6 a.m. live sessions, but I've started recording just me working. And if I actually end up posting those, people could see that I'm just writing and deleting, writing and deleting. Just <laughs> everything I'm writing, just it's not flowing right. Like it's not mm-hmm. coming out right. And it just, mm-hmm. I feel like I keep getting hung up. Like there's three characters in this scene, Tad, Henry, and Simone. Mm-hmm. And Henry and Simone are having an argument. And this argument just doesn't keep go the way it needs to go mm-hmm. so that Tad can then go with Henry somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like these things just aren't, I don't know. It's just not working together. And I have to, I've basically had to step back. And I found a mind mapping uh, software app um, that I know I like a few episodes ago, I was like, I don't really use it. I don't think it's good for me. I thought, (laughs) but then I thought about that article I read where it was helping that particular author figure out what was wrong. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to give it a shot. Yeah. So I opened it up and that's what I've been working on towards the scene is like everything that's happening and then what should happen? And I'm like, okay, clear path. I know what needs to happen. And I go back to writing. I'm just like, God, this argument isn't working. <laughs> so I don't think it's the outline's fault. It's just my brain's fault. It's just not, it's not going together. It's so frustrating. This I'm a thousand brain. words away to get into the third of the novel. And I just, 
it doesn't help that this week has just been nuts. Oh, yeah. and I, like, mm-hmm. you know, with, with kids and holidays and suddenly we have influx of grandparents wanting to come in and all this like yep. kindergarten stuff that needs to happen and preschool stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, I've been feeling out so many damn forms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk legitimately doing work every day, but like almost none of it is on writing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just documents. <laughs> just documents. Yes. Thanks. Everything needs two forms of identification. Yep. So I have to keep asking yep. my husband, like, hey, I need another copy of your paycheck, please. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I need your birth certificate. I need your social security number. I need your bank Actually, no, those don't work. You need your name <laughs> along with proof of address. So, like, your driver's license mm. works. Mm-hmm. Your social security card does not work. Ugh, too nebulous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't feel like... I'm so close, but I just feel stalled. Yeah. I know that it's not the outline problem. I know it still works. It's still part of the plot. It still needs, it's still going together. Like, I just cannot get the characters to cooperate. Right, right. They just keep talking and they talk about nonsense and just (laughs) the argument feels fake or then they just get too intense. I'm like, no, you guys need to wrap this up because we need to get in the car and go somewhere else and a Mm. thousand words. Yeah, yeah. I'm like having an argument in my head with imaginary characters. Right. As they're supposed to be arguing. Yes. (laughs) It's infecting you. Oh, Lord. That is interesting when you have like struggles like that, where you know something is supposed to happen and you're trying to make it work and it just doesn't seem like it's working. Like a lot of the times when I have those things, which I don't actually have that often because I don't write as often as you, but when I do encounter stuff like that, (laughs) I end up just doing something really kind of random, like a character accidentally cuts themselves and then that just stops the conversation. You know what I mean? And then they move on or whatever. I have completely had something like that happen. Like, like, Say, for example, Henry and Simone are talking and then Tad is just like, just because I want to still keep him in the scene, he starts doing something that spirals into something else Mm. that it totally shouldn't. I usually have to go back and cut it later, Mm -hmm. but it just it like takes it off and down its little windy road black hole. Oh, Lord. Sometimes it's hard to back out of because sometimes you don't realize that's happened. Yes. Because it just feels good in the moment. And then you go back and you look at it later like, what is this shit? Yes. Like, yeah. this does not follow the outline at all. It does not help the plot. It was just three hours wasted. Yeah. Oh, the frustration. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you feel so productive, right? Like, you're like, uh-huh. oh, I'm writing. It's flowing. Yes, and it, it feels good in the moment. And But then you go back and you step back and you're like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this does not further the plot at all. Yep. Yep. Oh, if anything, it. it added like a whole nother three subplots. Right, right. <laughs> You're like, I can't spend time developing these. No, no I don't have time for that <laughs> shit. I've got two protagonists. Okay, so the other part that my asterisk, pointless, bring it back up. Um, okay, so I have been doing the journaling mostly um, this last week. I haven't been great at it, I'll admit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. before then, I was doing great. And I plan to hopefully keep continuing doing it. It's just this week has kind of been that week where you lay in bed and I don't even have a chance to think about journaling because I'm so exhausted. Mm-hmm. My eyes are already closing. Like oh, there, yeah. there, there isn't that transition period for me. It's just I'm off. Yep. So, but anyways, so I have been journaling and that I have this 
Okay, my brain is weird in that I have had a series of reoccurring dreams probably since I was a teenager. But they all like interconnect almost like a story. Like wow. my brain has built a dream a dream landscape. Like there are cities, there are roads, they connect each other. I know this. Like they this road going east goes to that town which is in that dream. That is so cool. It's cool. It's also weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's rad. <laughs> yeah, like I have I've tried mapping it out and there's some places that are kind of blurry, like, oh, I don't mm. know what's between these two. Yeah. But there's some that are very clear. I know where this fits into the lands, this literal landscape that yes. my brain is creating. <laughs> um, and there's one character. I have a recurring character in my dreams. Um, he was a, he was a kid I went to high school with. I don't think that matters. That's just, but it's a face my subconscious pulls up. Yeah, the a form lot. that it takes. Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we were in homeroom together for like. 11 years so Mm -hmm. just it's a it's a it's a picture my brain brings up yeah it it fills different roles in different dreams but anyways it's a familiar it's a familiar face so i'm writing in my journal one night i'm i was because i just had another one of those like oh i went back to this house i've been to this house four Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. um i remember even my dream i remember that i've been there yeah um, so I'm, I'm, I'm writing this out. I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm thinking about the last night's dream and I'm like, wait a second, this would be really cool as a series of short stories, like strung yes. together. I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. This is my short stories. <laughs> um, so this character that my, my subconscious puts in all of them is going to be in every story. Mm-hmm, okay but i want like the first one is going to be at the diner which capital mm-hmm. letters the diner mm-hmm. um and he's just going to be there eating a cheeseburger and drinking a coffee mm-hmm. like that's all he's doing in that story each story mm-hmm. is going to have a different main character but this character is going to appear in every one but he's gradually going to become more interactive yeah okay until he's at the like end the he's guy. actually carrying on a conversation and showing things mm-hmm. and maybe by the end after you read all those short stories you realize oh that was actually the main character the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It feels cool. It feels like it's going to take, I was talking to my husband, like it feels almost magnum opusy. Yes. Like, like it's going to take years to get to, to do it, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about the project. Like I've haven't done anything more than just trying to like put down some quick ideas and like slowly compile it. Cause I don't want to take a break from my novel, but I do. This feels like such an important idea that I do need to get some of this little bits down. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And figure out the like, figure out the thread of the story. Like, I don't actually know what needs to happen. I just have the scene in this character. Yes. (laughs) I don't actually have a plot. (laughs) I just Uh. just have a location. (laughs) Plots come later. (laughs) It'll figure itself out. (laughs) So says you. I'm of the frame of mind. Usually plots come first. And oh. I built like a plot and a character. That's the for me the beginning of a story. Like location, I feel that stuff is later. Oh my lord! Well, I can't. I'm gonna save the conversation I was about to start up with you for a an episode that we're gonna have like a couple episodes in the future, or maybe it's the, our next episode. Um, because yeah, I have. Th- we'll we'll talk about it. 
like where are we start talking about with sense of place, which is our next episode? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I know where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> dear listeners, our next episode is sense of place. Yeah, and Jocelyn we're is talk very about excited place. about it. Yes. <laughs> um, but, and, and, you know, I'm very excited about this sense of place for you because this it's sounds so weird, just like but an I admit it is playground. fun and funky, but it's just yeah. I'm like in a marvel of myself. Like my dreaming self came up with this. Sh- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you just get to you get to explore that and think about the connection between your conscious self and your dreaming self. And I mean, you the uh-huh. like what do these places mean have? to me that I've been to them multiple times right. and they're connected by highways. I mean, they're right. literally connected by highways. Mm-hmm. I've driven in a car one time from one town to another one. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was the dream. Oh, it's gonna be so cool. It's good. And honestly, like this might be that kind of project that you do work on for your. Yeah, I won't well, publish it until like 75 life. or something. Yeah, but. exactly. It'll be like a long time. Yeah. Coming. <laughs> I, I, this is I understand this is going to take years to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be very satisfying in that way. It feels right now. It feels very exciting. It feels like it would be satisfying. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, fingers crossed. I hope I. Yeah. Agree with you. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I can't wait for you to just really dig into that. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited. It's it sounds it sounds fun. Just to be able to actually, you know what? It's gonna be really. I was thinking it's gonna be fun to describe some of the places that are in my head, which I do anyways via writing. But mm-hmm. these are dream places, and that's actually probably gonna be pretty hard. Yes, to like try to narrow down that you know watercolor world that a dreamland mm-hmm. is. Yeah, like. I, I know, like, the diner, I know it's a place. I know what sort of it looks like, but it's like, it's like a fo- a picture that's sort of out of focus. Mm-hmm. It's like, beyond what's actually in the front, you can't really tell what's in the back. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be artist, hard to describe. There's an artist that I really wish I could remember their name or like any details about them (laughs) but they play around with that idea of trying to replicate what it feels like when you're in a dream trying to look at something and they get Mm. really close to it in their visual art and a lot of it is like i wish you could remember this artist too that's i know i'll try to look it up because i saw their stuff on instagram i'll see if i can maybe like retrace my steps but sometimes instagram things will just fall into a void and you'll never find it again um but if i see their work I hate that, like, um, I have to go back to my browser history. Like, mm-hmm. if I stumble upon a blog or something that I think of six months later. Yeah. And like, what oh. was that thing I was reading? Yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, I have to, like, like, save everything. There's this essay I read in college. So we're talking, <laughs> what year is it? We're talking almost 20 years ago, I guess. is It's a good roundabout number. Like, mm-hmm. freshman year in college. Like, literally, freshman year in college, I read this article online about the labyrinth Ooh, yeah about how jareth was actually um in sarah's mind like he was part of her psyche and it was like the scientific someone probably wrote it for college thesis paper it was amazing and i think about it all the time and you know how many times (laughs) i've tried to look this back up so i could read it again (laughs) dozens easy dozens of times i have tried to find this stupid essay which it wasn't stupid but it's just oh it's so frustrating which has probably been taken down because it's probably like an angel fire or something right yeah especially i was just gonna say that time of the internet 
those documents aren't quite as easily findable anymore because, mm-hmm. yeah, Angel Fire Sites, GeoCities, yeah. like things were indexed the same. Things from and... 2002 are are mm-hmm. are not there anymore. No, I've even they're... tried like the Wayback Machine. Like, yeah. but the problem is I don't know what the website was to right. find it. Exactly. I need a Wayback yeah. Machine of a search engine. <laughs> yeah, I know. <sighs> that's that's the misconception that people have about digital. They think that it has a longer preservation time, but it's actually much shorter than physical artifacts. Eh, yeah, I could kind of see. Unless you're talking about social media, then that shit is there forever. Well, until the servers crash. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Until something like, what was that one before Facebook? Um, MySpace, yeah. MySpace, until they until they go the MySpace way and suddenly those servers aren't up anymore. Yeah. Yeah, which honestly I was fine with. The thing about digital and with physical too, <laughs> it takes a lot more um, stewardship. You got to take care of it more. You got to mm-hmm. update it. You got to migrate things. You got to do all that stuff. And So you mean I'm going to be taking care of this podcast till I'm 85? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want it to be around. <laughs> Bequeath and- <laughs> it to my children. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you must keep this updated and make sure you move servers every once in a while so yeah, it's available to the public. <laughs> we'll set until up a it becomes public farm. domain. <laughs> you can force your kids to look it up through the Wayback Machine, though. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, um, what have you been reading lately? Well, I'm currently jumping around between two things. Um, I'm still working on, maybe I haven't even started it, mentioned it. I started the Practical Magic book. Oh, good. Okay. I don't remember if I mentioned that or not. I might have. Okay. In case I hadn't, I started the Practical Magic book. I agree with you. They are two different beasts. Yeah. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I, I enjoy it. It's just 100% not the same as the movie. I don't get that same comfort vibe from it. Yeah. I actually get this very anxiety yes. from it. Yes. Very different um, tones. Yes. But I'm at the point in the story where it's very hot and mm-hmm. humid and sticky. I'm and right now, it. that's mimicking real life. And <laughs> yes. I don't want to read about it, too. Like I read to escape life like i i I read to escape realism so Mm -hmm. i'm not reading that book right now i had to put it aside i'll pick it back up on a rainy day or something maybe not even until the fall i don't know it's a good fall book i couldn't keep doing it like i'm reading outside while the kids are on the slip and slide like it's 91 (laughs) degrees outside it's humid as all f oh yes and i'm just like no (laughs) i can't do this so yeah, I, I dug out um, one that I bought on a whim from Amazon. It's one of those things like um, I have these random books in my wish list mm-hmm. that for, for whatever reason, if I have a list like a, like a cart going, I, I put things in my I, I'm sure everybody else does this, too. But I put things in my Amazon cart to buy later. Yep. Me like too. we need um, we need something for our trunk to keep the dogs out of the backseat. Right. So that's in my Amazon cart to buy next time I need to check out. Yeah. Some every once in a while I'll throw in a random book. Yes. Just because yeah. the whimsy hits me and oh that looks really good. Yeah. So the one I'm reading right now is called The Unbroken by C. L. Clark. That sounds I'm literally very familiar. like a, what's that? I feel like I've I've heard about that book. Oh. Do tell. Um I'm not that far into it yet, so I can't tell that much about it. Um I'll read you the back cover though. Ooh. Since I have it right here. It says, an unmissable epic fantasy debut of an uprising espionage and empire. 
Um, the main character is a soldier, stolen as a child, and raised to kill and die for the Empire. She owes loyalty to only her fellow conscripts. But now, her company has been sent back to her homeland to stop a rebellion. And the ties of blood may be stronger than she thought. That sounds fun. It does sound fun. I'm like on page two. (laughs) (laughs) I said I wasn't very far into it. I had to read to the back cover because I couldn't tell you what it's about yet. It's like, it's thick too. It's how many pages is it? Yeah, I saw you pick it up and it's pretty thick. It's like 600 pages. Wow, nice. (laughs) So that's that's my current read. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like a good summer read because, you know, I like to um, get into some fantasy in the summer. I feel like uh-huh. it's a nice time for that. In the summer. I basically only read science fiction and fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Again, it escapism. is a long thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I read horror all times of the year, not just during the spooky season. I enjoy horror, but I have the problem where horror infects, well, infects my dreams. And then. Yeah. I have anxiety dreams, which isn't very restful for me. But so I enjoy horror, but sometimes horror doesn't enjoy me. Yes. (laughs) It's like a taco. It's the same theory as a taco. (laughs) You have to protect your dream palace. (laughs) I do. It's not a palace anymore. It's a damn empire. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. There can be no zombies in your dream empire. (laughs) That would be a tragedy. (laughs) Oh, but I do like reading some of the... I've read some creepypasta that I love them, mm-hmm. but I can still recall, and they still scare me just thinking about them. Like, the really good stuff. Yeah. Creepypastas are super fun, too, because they have a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have that urban legend element, which yeah. really, mm-hmm. it's super effective if you want to get wigged out on a, a scary story. Anything that has the conventions of an urban legend is more apt to stick in your brain because of how those stories are communicated and the different elements of them, like uh, my sister's friend's uncle's cousin, you know, that part and and the fact that it, they a lot of them will play on morality and also... Uh, kind of scandalous stuff will happen. Like all those things trigger, sorry, I did research on urban legends, so I have this (laughs) in my brain, but all those things trigger different like pleasure centers in your brain. And so it makes them stick more. So that's why like creepypastas are so much fun because they kind of mimic that urban legend vibe. Mm, Sounds fun. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about the one that scares me the most now. Well, now you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like 921. I, you know what? Um, so I have bra- a guaranteed brain bleach, though, that usually Ooh. usually works for me. If I watch something or um, read something scary at the night, I watch Nailed It on Netflix. Oh, I love Nailed It. Yes. For some oh. reason, that's brain bleach for me. Mm-hmm. Well, so pleasing and just like comforting and wholesome yeah. and very funny. Yeah. Nailed It is great. For folks who haven't seen Nailed It, it's people who are just average to bad at baking having to do baking challenges that are like very extreme and uh what they produce <laughs> is hilariously awful but yes. in the best way it's yeah. it's a sweet it's, show. It's, it's wonderful nope nobody is made fun of there nope. like they embrace the badness yes. it's great oh, they love it yes sometimes sometimes the worse they are the better yes like that will make them win <laughs> uh-huh. yeah i love that show too that's a good one 
Yeah, that that's my uh it's almost guaranteed brain bleach. It doesn't always work. Sometimes something sneaks through, but if it's late at night and I feel like I need it, I watch an episode of two to have nailed it and it usually helps. Yeah. It can't hurt. Mm, true. Watching somebody make horrible cupcakes. <laughs> I think it just makes me feel sad. <laughs> like oh, the lost it's potential probably of some weird cupcake. competitive part of me, but some part of me always thinks, I wonder how I could get on, like, fake it enough that I could get on that show and then show them how to actually make a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Wes would have to cart you out Possibly. when you showed your hand. <laughs> Haven't like, they changed no. Wes's a couple times? Or has he just cut his hair? He's just cut his hair. Okay. Yeah, he's gone through many hairstyles. <laughs> I love Wes. That's almost the funniest part. I know. When <laughs> he just pops up out of nowhere. Oh, yes, or she just folks, screams, This Wes! is an ad for Nailed It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to start screaming Wes in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Wes! one of these days that will conjure our own Wes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I hope so. That would, uh, that, that we would have to wait until we got brave enough to actually put these up on YouTube so we could actually have the physical head popping up because that's yes. where the comedy lies. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. His arrival. <laughs> yeah, coming out of like under your fireplace or something like yeah. chimney Santa style. <laughs> like head popping out. Here you go. Here's the cupcake you ordered. Oh my God. That's scary. That would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you knew it was coming, if it was yeah. a scripted thing, it would still scare you. Oh, I'm very jumpy, which is funny as someone who <laughs> it's likes funny horror. Funny for someone who's a horror writer. Yeah. Yeah. I am insanely jumpy. And oh, but speaking of horror, I have predictably been reading a lot of horror. Um, Ooh, there's a surprise. I know. Well, I read some non-horror stuff, but they're like horror adjacent, so might as well just call them horror. But I read <laughs> um, recently, I read Unfortunate Elements of My Anatomy by Haley Piper, which is a short story that collection. familiar. Like, I may have seen it pop up somewhere. You might have. I mean, I... I post about it. She's an indie horror writer, but she's getting a lot of attention and she's Ooh, good for great. Her. So, yeah, um, she's definitely getting a lot of buzz and her books are really good for LGBTQ recommendations because okay. all of her books have LGBTQ themes. So because of Pride Month, maybe you saw Possibly. her stuff on a list or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I gave Unfortunate Elements five stars. I really liked it. Um, the, the All the stories are kind of different in style and setting. Like she sets one in outer space. She sets one in like a secret society. Um, she sets one in like this magical mythical seascape like there's just a lot of um interesting places that she okay. goes but all of the stories hit on the same themes so that's where like the coherence comes in is gotcha that okay the themes yep, are all i'm following the same. yeah and it's all gender identity and power dynamics and bodily autonomy that kind of thing um so it was really it was really great i really enjoyed it and it shows Haley's strengths and her skills so if anyone's interested in Haley piper i mean i recommend picking up anything but that short story collection really kind of you could tell she was like stretching her muscles a little bit you know what i mean uh-huh but then i also read this book well it's a novella called things have gotten worse since we last spoke by <sighs> that sounds Aaron really Roca. interesting i would totally oh. pick that up based on the title alone yeah well <laughs> whoo 
<laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave it five stars. It kind of went viral in the horror book community. Um, it's another indie horror book uh, published by Weird Punk Books. And it, the cover of this book is phenomenal it is just absolutely bonkers i can't even describe it so folks just google the title things have gotten worse since we last spoke i'll put it in the show Um, notes yeah and check out that that cover because it's beautiful and horrific at the same time um but it's okay so this might also entice you deb it's it's set in uh the year 2000 Early internet culture. It's an epistolary novel told between um, AIM chats between two women and emails and messages. That sounds really posts. interesting. It's incredibly interesting, but it, I will warn everybody it is a horror novella and it is horror. So it starts off as like two people kind of having this adorable meet cute on an LGBTQ uh, message board. And falling in love through chats and then the dynamic quickly becomes really weird and and uh intense very intense and it just continues i don't want to spoil things for folks but it just goes really wild places i'm gonna Um, have to read this like i don't i I just got done saying i don't read a lot of horror but i'm gonna (laughs) have to read this it sounds really interesting very interesting uh very quick read it's a novella so you could read it in like one sitting but I loved it. So I definitely recommend if people don't have a problem with things getting um, really kind of messed up, it there's a little bit of like stomach turniness in there. Um, like I'm I'm not going to like sugar. So I should it, read it in the daytime. Read it in the daytime. Um, you probably won't think about meat the same way again. I don't a know. Good thing I'm starting to go a little vegan. Yeah, this this might help. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was it was kind of gross, but I've read grosser. So yeah, I don't know if I if I had to rate it on a scale of a one to ten of like the most disturbing thing I had ever read, I'd probably put it at a six point five or a seven. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, but like take that with a grain of salt. Yes, because you're talking to me, but right? Because you read a lot of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the other things I've read recently, so I really like Tana French. I love her um, Murder Squad mystery series. I find them like really compelling. I love her settings, her characters. Everything takes place in Ireland, and that's like very strong on the page. And I really enjoy that. And everything's like really dark in her books. And she had a semi-new release called, um, it's called The Searcher, something like that. I did not like this one. I was like super disappointed. It's not a murder squad book. It's like a standalone. And it's about like this New York cop or no, not New York. I'm sorry. I actually don't know where he, I think Chicago, Um, but he's from the U.S. (laughs) You think Chicago. (laughs) He's from the U.S. He moves to Ireland for some damn peace and quiet. And of course, ends up having to get involved in some kind of uh, 'er ne'er-do-well situation. But it was like so unlike the things that Tana French usually writes. All of the stuff that I find charming about her writing was missing. And it hmm. just kind of felt like a crotchety Clint Eastwood movie without the beautiful cinematography. So I didn't really enjoy that one. And I'm a little bummed out because Tana French is one of my favorites. So I don't really know what happened, but I'm not alone That's, in that. That sucks. On two fronts. One, it sucks because it's a favorite author of yours and you were disappointed. But it also sucks from the author's point of view. Like, 
they just wanted to branch out and get rid of the story that was in their head that they probably were like, wow, this is so different. I love this. That that really sucks from the author's point of view that someone just doesn't like it. Yeah. And it I wasn't, wasn't like the other stuff. A lot of people didn't like it. So oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel I mean, bad for still, this author. There was still plenty to try of folks who did like it. Didn't go well. Well, that I think that might have been the thing is that she didn't go different enough. She still went in the dark crime mystery vein, but the tone was just so different. Hmm. So I I feel like, I don't know, everything set us up for more of what we were used to. And then that's not even close mm-hmm. to what we got. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what she does next. I mean, I will still always pick up her her books for now. Mm-hmm. She's still a go-to author for me. That's that, good. This one book is <laughs> not inspiring author. I'm glad that you're willing to still read her stuff after you well, had it one dud. One book out of like, I don't know, seven or something that have been amazing and this one didn't hit the mark. Eh, it's fine. Um, but I think I've also decided in terms of what I've been reading recently, that this is going to be a Michael Crichton summer for me. I've Ooh. only read one Michael Crichton book, which I think was a book that you Our and book I club. read. Yes. yes. One of the Eaters most of boring the books in the face of the universe. <laughs> I liked it, but it was boring. <laughs> uh, I, I do. I want a caveat it. here for the listeners. I do have a rumbling thunderstorm going outside. So if my mic picks up anything, I might not be able to edit it out. So if you hear rumbles, it's a thunderstorm. I'm so jealous. I wish I had one. Oh, <laughs> it might just really be like a heat here. lightning thunderstorm at this yeah. point, but there is oh. definitely rumblings going on outside. I've heard them a couple of times now. I love a good rumble. And this microphone Oof. is super sensitive. <laughs> um, but it was yeah, picking I up did... my air conditioning before like, we started actually recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had a thunderstorm going on right now, we would not be recording because everything is so loud in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyways, back to Michael Crichton, and the book we're referring to, where we have different opinions, is The Thirteenth Warrior. It's Eaters of the Dead. Thirteenth Warrior was the movie. Oh, it was the movie. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. that's why I remember it, because I was a super fan of the movie, and I thought, there's, I would love to read this book. So when we had our two-person book club, (laughs) I suggested this book, because I'd always wanted to read it, and it turns out it's, well, I knew the story was Beowulf, retold. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that Michael Crichton was trying to recreate Beowulf in long mm-hmm. poem format. Yes. Yes. Which I found really difficult to read. It, yeah. It takes it takes some fortitude. It wasn't even like <laughs> um, Homer. It, right. It, it, it wasn't even like the Iliad and the Odyssey. It was it was more <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> and I just I'm not even I don't even think I finished it. I just I don't I couldn't get through it. It was it was too mm-hmm. too much for my little brain to handle. Yeah. Well, it was also such a letdown because I love the movie. so Right. Much. And that's always a disappointment. But it is interesting to have that in your back pocket when people are like, oh, what movie is better than the book? And it can be like <laughs> the um, 13th warrior. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Well, because that was my only experience with... Wait, you've never read Jurassic Park? No, I've never read Jurassic Park. I haven't read any other Crichton. I know. Well, this is the summer of Crichton, baby. All right. Well, buckle (laughs) up, buttercup. Well, I'm starting with Timeline, which... Okay. 
that movie i so i've seen the movie Uh it's not good but it's cast is amazing i thought the concept was pretty good i probably would like Uh, the the book because i thought the concept was good but i thought was not well executed so yeah Yeah. the the book hopefully it's not Mm -hmm. a 13th warrior situation but hopefully the book would be much better i will say i think um and of course i'm only halfway through timeline but the elements of kind of that boringness are still there. The beginning of timeline is a lot of explanation into mm. the scientific theories that I don't know how many how many li- um I don't know how many liberties Michael Crichton took with the scientific theories that he uh-huh. is using to set up the very far fetched themes and plot of timeline. <laughs> but um, a lot of that is discussed in the beginning. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. But now, so basically, like, timeline is that a bunch of scientists do some weird quantum physics nonsense and go back to the 14th century to find another France, scientist. Right? France, 14th century France. Yes, 14th century okay. France. Um, very like warlord vibes, lots of uh, ill fated knights and jousting and you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and, and it's very funny to see them like try to figure out the cultural differences that like they had assumed because they're scientists and historians. A lot of them are on the team are historians. So they like assumed a bunch of things through their studies and anthropology <laughs> and they were completely wrong uh yeah it's very very funny and um i don't know, I'm, i am definitely enjoying it and i can't wait to watch the movie again after i finish the book because the movie is not what i would call a good movie but it is a fun movie it's one of those movies that's like bad but entertaining it's one of those movies that i watched once and obviously it's been a while now but I remember more what I was eating while I was watching the movie than I actually remember <laughs> plot points from the movie, other than it was in France. Yes, yes. For some reason, Very that sticks French. in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a bunch of interesting, bloody stuff happening in France at the time. <laughs> and that's one of the things I don't... There's some books like, um, like The Martian, for example, where the scientific mm-hmm. stuff is the book and it's good. Yes. But there's others where... I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm usually of the opinion if there's a lot of scientific back theory, just skip it. Yeah, just we don't really need to know. jump right into it and let the reader kind of figure it out or just throw yeah. up their hands and just go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of define the rules of your world and then play within those rules and like we'll we'll figure it out. Right. Like we'll pick it up. I'm not of the opinion where you need a lot of exposition to explain something. Although he mm-hmm. was Michael Crichton. He could do whatever the F he wanted. I mean, honestly, it's still quite entertaining. And I'm excited. So Timeline is my first one. And then I'm going to do Sphere. And then Ooh. Congo. Uh-huh. And then he Jurassic so Park. many good ones. I know, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. I feel like Michael Crichton is really a good thing to read in the summer. So lots of adventure. Lots it's it's of a lot of like things. Yeah, it's a lot of far fetched. That's that's mm-hmm. I was my brain was trying to come up with that phrase. Yes. Yeah, and you can just relax into it. You know, uh huh. I could. I yeah. I, I I can get behind the idea of Michael Crichton summer. <laughs> we'll see how far I actually get through it, but I'm definitely. I mean, I have I have the books out from the library. I'm listening to some of them on audio. That sometimes like helps me get through books faster. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> so I'll keep people updated like throughout our roundup episodes, like where I am with my Michael Crichton summer. 
Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I need to ask you every week. So, Jocelyn, which book did you read? Yeah, exactly. And I'll be <laughs> Can like, you keep I'm up with a book a week? Still on timeline. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I was hoping to uh, reread one of my f- new favorite series. I can't even call it a series. Right now, it's two books. I think it's a planned trilogy. Um, have you read the Gideon the Ninth series? No, but I have heard so much about it and i have friends who've read the first one at least and really enjoyed it uh-huh. and i know the second one's out and yeah there are more i've read the first planned. one i've read the second i was hoping the third one would come out soon but i don't think it's out yet but there's so much going on in them and they backplay on each other a lot that i was hoping to get around to rereading them to hopefully oh, yes. pick out what i missed the first time around yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have the first book, and the first book already has a lot of stuff going on. First mm-hmm. of all, necromancy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. how uh, nobody writes about that. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but then the second book basically revisits the first book a lot, but in a okay. different way. Interesting. Yeah. So it plays off of it a lot. And then, I mean, they're a decent reads. They're not short by any means. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I was hoping at some point this summer to get through and reread both of them. Yeah, that sounds nice. And, and very fingers relaxing. crossed, a third one might be out by the time I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you've already read them and, you know, it warrants more attention. There's more there for you to dig out, mm-hmm. but your brain doesn't have it's to like work like this like big world. Where there's lots of little details buried into it that I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't pick up on on the first time yeah. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's just prepping you for the last book. Or I don't know if it'll be the last book. I don't know if it's the last book. I think it's at least a trilogy, but there's a lot going on. I don't know how they'd wrap mm-hmm. how I think it's a she. I don't know how she'd wrap it up in one more book. Oh, yeah. Good. I don't know. Who knows? And I know it has a huge fan base, so I could definitely see I'm not alone. <laughs> oh, people love it. Yeah, people love it. Um, so I could see it expanding even further. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I always feel like I'm alone in the reading world. Like <laughs> for someone who's doing a podcast about it, I'm not actually connected on Twitter or oh. Instagram about all these other readers. I probably should be. I mean, I admit yeah. it's a failing. I should be. I should be doing this. Other I'm than like the fact that I basically connected. quit social oh. media because of bad things. But I know I would like to, but I'm like the opposite where I'm like very connected to the book world in social media. And I listen to all these book podcasts. And I mean, granted, it is also my job as a librarian. Right. Um, but it is exhausting and I hate social media. So hopefully if I could get away from it but I, I basically other than the stuff i do for the podcast which i am normally the one that posts everything mm-hmm. but i can't get on my own personal ones just because mm-hmm. it's a bad black hole for me oh i just yeah. i fall into it i start comparing myself to other people yeah. and that's just a really negative spiral that I yeah. had to step away from. So yep. mm-hmm. I'm not connected to the book world. So when I find out that a series I like is actually really popular, I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, look at yeah. my good taste. Yes. Yeah. You are in very good company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got to pick those up. They're good. I have my Kindle or else I'd lend them to you. Or I wouldn't because then I would never get them back. <laughs> yeah. And no. then there's the hassle <laughs> I have to mail them down to you. Ugh, I mean, yeah. what is that crap? I'll walk to my library. I'll go get them there. <laughs> <laughs> They've got them. Have you watched anything cool lately? Actually, where I haven't been writing so much um, or even reading all that much in the evenings, I've been watching Netflix. 
Ooh. I know. I'm not I'm not a watcher. I'm not a, I'm not a big watcher. Yeah, this is interesting. But I had um I had a migraine for 5 days. Oh my god. Yeah, it oh. sucked. That is awful. Yeah. It it was it was it was it, it I there's no other word for it. It sucked ass. It was yeah. so bad. <laughs> So at night, I put on the noise canceling headphones, turned the volume down really low, turned the brightness down because I just needed mm. something because I found I couldn't, for some reason, looking at a book was hurting my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't watch the television with my husband that was too far away. Again, it hurt my eyes. Yeah. So I put on the noise canceling headphones to block out all the other noise, turned the volume down as low as I could and still hear it, and then turned the mm-hmm. brightness down. And I started watching Kipo and the Wonder Beasts. Wow. Okay. I haven't, I've not heard of this. So oh, really? It down. Yeah. It's I been out wow for, because been out I for feel a long like time. I, and I feel like it's popular because they promote the hell out and there's three seasons of it. It's not that old. Um, it's Kipo. It's, I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not going to spell it out loud yeah. for you. <laughs> or I'll text it to you later. I don't need to spell yeah, it out loud for the I'll readers. They're just going to get a link in the show notes. Um, it's an animated series. It's, it's super fun. I don't have to think a lot about it. Um, yeah. It's set in the future where uh, humans are suddenly the low man on the totem pole and there's Ooh. all the animals have kind of mutated. I'm assuming some guy, some kind of maybe nuclear virus event. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're all talking and wearing ties and are larger oh than humans. <laughs> and it's, it's really fun. It's, it's, a, it's a fun watch. And like I said, I don't have to think too hard about it. It was good for when I had a migraine. <laughs> I could yes, just like turn exactly. off my brain and absorb some media. And wow, that is a ton of rain. I, I don't know if you can hear rain. it. rain. Yes, I can. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll have to edit that out. Or maybe I can't because I was talking. I don't know. Rain is soothing. (laughs) Suddenly like a torrential rain. I am very jealous. We need a rain very badly down here. It is hot and humid and sticky here as well. And man, I could, I would love Uh to have a nice rain. Well, I'm not even sure the rain is curing (laughs) the hot and sticky part, but it's at least raining. Oh my God, that is really loud. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? That is really loud. That's okay, though. It's like a gentle sound. I'm sure folks won't. It's folks a probably monsoon won't mind. out there. Ooh, monsoon. Oh, spe- I, I, I can't actually claim to have watched this yet. But I love monsoon weddings so much. I will probably watch it again here this month, this next month, because it's something I always watch in the summer. I don't, it's mm-hmm. probably because it's hot and stuff, but. I love monsoon wedding. What? I really need to watch it now. Now that I've said this, like tomorrow night. What is monsoon wedding? wedding. I don't, I don't know what it is. (gasps) You have to watch this. Monsoon wedding is like one of the greatest movies. Like it's in my like top 10 movies. Oh my God. It's seriously torrential outside. There's no way I can uh. cancel this out. I'll try, dear <laughs> listeners. I will try to, like, it's tone everyone's it down, moment but, of oh my zen. Goodness. Oh, and then the thunder rumbles it. through. Oh my it. goodness! <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my recording, and it's like where I'm normally silent, like, with a little bar, like. Oh, sounds so nice. Anyways, monsoon wedding. 
It's an Indian movie. Uh, it's mostly um, English spoken. Um, mm. You can get some dubs over. I think it's English spoken. Now I'm not so sure. Have I been watching <laughs> dubs and I just imagined it in an English voice? I don't know. Um, it's an older movie. It's probably from the early okay. 2000s, maybe mm-hmm. late 90s. Um, oh, it's yes. about an arranged yes. marriage. Um, about how she doesn't want to go into an arranged marriage. and But all the other members of her family, it's about this one family and they're all their ties to each other and other people. It's like it's mm-hmm. one of those movies that has a huge cast. And they're all doing something different. And the movie keeps Ooh, cutting in and out. And you get to watch like all these different storylines. It's yeah, amazing. I, like that. I love it. I've I, I've, I've watched this movie <laughs> dozens of times. Where is it, like, on YouTube? Or is it on Netflix? I know Netflix actually has a lot of Indian films. No idea. I know I own okay. it through okay. Amazon. Like, I bought it years <laughs> past on Amazon. I will put it, if it's anywhere for free, and I will oh, put it in the yes. show notes in case anybody's interested in watching. Actually, I think I own it on Amazon okay, and Okay, yeah, Apple. so there's probably... I totally think I do. I think I own it. Too. For it ease of places. viewing, oh obviously. <laughs> I've done that with another movie. I have also mm-hmm. done that with Cat yeah. and Hot Tin Roof. I definitely own that on Apple, and I definitely Sometimes... own that on Amazon. Yeah, so you just gotta have options. I, I have several movies in different Which, formats. Cat, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is another yeah, one of my really top good one. movies. Yeah, I like that one I a lot. I love that thing. That's nice. I'm not sure I would like the play because I've seen the movie so many times and I've identified with those actors as those characters. I'm not sure I could watch That's a, a really play good and appreciate point. it without it I being know. like Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, and, I really, um, I'm not interested shit, in like a version without Elizabeth Taylor. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that woman. Oh, so what have you Lord. been watching? Well, much like my reading, I've had some hits and misses. Um, I watched through all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So speak. <laughs> Are you crazy? Well, I've only such a seen thing? the first one before, and I was like, all of them are on HBO, so I might as well. But I needed something <laughs> on in the background while I was building all those shelves I talked about before. So. Okay, so at least you weren't well, some actually of them sitting I did. I watched the first all. one again because I do love the first one. Okay. And then the second one was not great, in my opinion. The third one is universally beloved. It's a very fun movie. It's called, well, the subtitle is Dream Warriors. And it's it's a good time. So I liked... Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally ripping on it, <laughs> well, but I think I've only seen the first one. <laughs> I have read the novel. Well, I haven't, so <laughs> maybe I should go find that and check it out <laughs> so I can have, you know, be a completionist. My sixth grade self says the novel was better <laughs> than the movie, which was the last time I read it and they watched it. They are batshit, these movies. They are bonkers, and some yeah. of them uh-huh. are absolutely horrible, like not good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them are a super fun time. So I went through all of them. Um, I had I did not watch like Freddy versus Jason or those ones, but I went through the original run of them. Okay, um, and I watched the remake that they did uh, like a few years ago, which I I like that a lot actually. Uh, so that was a fun experience, and um, I watched I watched Army of the Dead, 
that Zack Snyder zombie movie. I hated it. I was super bummed Mm -hmm. out at how much I didn't like it because it looked like it was going to be super fun and like action-y. And I really like Dave Bautista as an actor. I think he does a really good job. Um, Yes. But it just... Yeah. I love his tracks. I, I know no, it's so cliche, he, but I love good his tracks. Right? I just oh, want to give so him a sweet. hug all the time. Um, but he's good in Army of the Dead. Like, the acting is really good in the movie, but the, I don't know, the plot is just... Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen it. My husband like and I watched it. Like, I just didn't really... I was kind of disappointed. That I, I don't feel like you can expect no. much from a story from a movie like that, but I expected more from the story. It yeah. felt like the story was yeah. kind of pieced together. It was together. like a bunch of, like tropes that I feel like Zack Snyder was like, well, this will win big with the audience. Oh, and this will win big. And he just smashed them together and together they (laughs) didn't really like amount to much. You know what I mean? I want to believe that they were better than that, that Mm -hmm. they had a good story and that for whatever reasons, maybe in the editing process, like the story got lost when Mm -hmm. they're trying to put together the good scenes. I want I want to believe they were better than that. I don't know. It was still, I mean, there were plenty of fun parts, you know, I'll give it that. Yeah, there was, there are also (laughs) weird parts. I want to kind of spoil it because there's one part I really want to talk about. So readers, if you haven't watched this movie, um, maybe pause and go ahead 30 seconds or something. So we're not talking about it anymore. I don't want to tell you to stop listening because who would want you to do that? Um, but the part oh about God. the zombie oh. baby. I know. I what hate it the when hell? they do that. They like, they threw it in like, mm-hmm. like they brought it up and no, then they didn't, it didn't go back mean to anything. it. It just was motivation. It didn't mean anything to the plot. It didn't. I, I'm a big person about plot. Yeah. Like, it didn't do anything It just pissed off the main it. zombie it was just king like, guy. Yeah. That, that was his only point. Yeah, which killing that angry. character would have done alone, like killing his, his like, queen. Yeah, yeah. who cares about the baby? the baby? Like, that didn't matter. And also, I hate it when they make zombies no. be pregnant. Like, come on. It's a, it's a zombie. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. The cells mm-hmm. don't work yeah. like that. Let's pretend science still exists. The whole point of being a zombie is that the, ce- the cells are reanimated, yeah. but they're no yeah. longer producing. <laughs> you can't make a baby like that. It's not the way oh, cell, cells God. work. That's science. It was, it was, yeah, that science was a detail that movies. didn't need to exist. I'm right. I like a good zombie movie. I love yeah, a good zombie yeah. book. I know. But, it's really touch and go. Like, I'm really um, picky about my zombie content. That's true. Some of it's really awful. Some of it's really good. I've read some really good, like, indie off the oh, yeah. bat stuff. Just, like, it, that was... And you know what? Maybe in retrospect, maybe it's not that good. But when I was reading it, time. I really enjoyed and that's, it. That was the point. I did not enjoy Pride and I Prejudice and Zombies. I didn't read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I have it floating around here somewhere, but I haven't read it yet. I tried to re- I tried to watch the movie, trying to like see like okay, let's see what else. Oh, is I liked I the, movie. the movie. I thought it was fun, but I really like Lily James. So <laughs> I she was enough to like mm. keep me invested. Yeah. I liked the it. fight scenes. I don't remember why I stopped watching it, but I remember I just I turned it off. And did <laughs> well, you know, else. that's that is totally fine. Totally valid. I also I watched another um, horror movie that disappointed me recently. I watched the third Conjuring movie. The devil made me do it. That's the subtitle. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I saw yes. that on the HBO yeah. Flickr they want me to watch it thing and i was just it's, like no, yeah i don't think I, so. I was very disappointed by that one 
Yeah. I feel like I was I'm very glad disappointed. I, I really it liked now. the first Conjuring movie. I liked the Annabelle movies. I I like the Conjuring universe, but um, that one just, yeah, it was um, very piecemeal, very strangely put together. There wasn't a whole lot of emotional arc going on. They tried to shoehorn this thing about how Ed and Lorraine love each other so much. And that I don't know. I know who they were as real people. And so I'm not buying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I didn't just watch like bad okay. movies I, or, you know, or bad things. I also, um, my husband and I just started the Westworld TV show. Speaking of Summer of Crichton, um, <laughs> we started the HBO Westworld <laughs> series and we're super late to the party. Yeah, wow, but that's how we super roll late with to TV party. shows. I watched yeah, season we one wait like until four everybody years else ago. clears out of the room and then we we go hit up the snack table, basically. <laughs> but we're having a good time with that. We're like almost done with season one and it's really interesting. There's so much going on. It's exactly the kind of sci-fi that we enjoy. So um we're looking forward to going through that throughout the summer. Hmm. That was classic me. Watch the first season. Yeah. I didn't go back for any more. Not because it was bad. I mean, it was very good. Just I'd hit yeah. my limit of how much I could watch. Mm-hmm. My husband watched yeah, the rest of it. That happens, but. you know, a lot to me. Watch the first season, kind of waiting. This is why I wait, actually, because I will watch if I watch things. Yeah, if I watch so things in real time, I kind of forget. And then when the second season comes out, I'm like, eh, and I'm like doing other things. Yeah. That might be partially my problem, but some of it I, I can't even blame on that. It's just I'll get to the end of season one, just like, OK, yeah, I'm tired of watching that. <laughs> and I don't want to watch now. those characters anymore. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm sure I always say that. Right, oh, exactly. I'll come back to it. In your head. Like, I'll do this later, yeah. but I never do because I don't yeah. watch TV all your that TV much. TV time is uh, precious. You have to pick things carefully yeah. or just comfort TV. I almost considered oh, watching yeah. The Witcher. I remember you recommended The Witcher to me and I've been keeping that in mind. Like, yes, I should watch it, but it feels like intense and I don't feel like I, I can really it's give it my all right now. It's than it may appear, but it, it's, it's intense, but oh, yeah? it's, mm. I don't know. I need something I can pick up and then put mm. down whenever I want to. I mm-hmm. don't want to feel involved in the storyline. The Witcher might actually line. be a little bit better for that than it appears because the first season kind of plays off of one of the short story collections that is in the series. And each episode does kind of feel like an individual short story. There is a through line plot, but it's not the real focus. Oh. I want to knock on the books. I don't I don't mean anything bad by this author. I'm, he did a beautiful job making this world, but it's 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 plain. I've said it before. <laughs> I can't get into the books and I wanted to make a knock about you said the short stories that are in the books. I'm like, oh, you mean every book that's a short story that they just made the novel length? <laughs> all the description? <sighs> no, nothing against this author. Beautiful job making characters in a world. Just yeah. it's my own fault. I can't get into it, but I'm allowed to make fun yeah, of him because why not? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm, I'm cranky. cranky and that's my brand. <laughs> yeah, the world is really awesome. I enjoy the world that he built, which is why the TV show is fun, because it I mean, that's a big part of it is the setting. You get to really revel in that. OK, well, I'll keep in mind. 
right, I think we should wrap this up because I think Friends, Jocelyn's going to melt. it is dire, I can tell you. <laughs> I have a makeshift fan and yeah. I'm trying to stay alive. I'm, I'm in the middle of talking about The Witcher and she pulls out a paper and starts <laughs> And it's not herself. just because... I'm like, okay, that is my I'm... cue. And it's time to wrap it's not it up. just because I'm thinking about how hot Henry Cavill is. <laughs> it's because it's hot in my office. <laughs> oh, poor Jocelyn. Yeah, we got folks coming out tomorrow to look soon. at it, luckily. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That happened to us once a couple of years ago. It was Ugh. the hottest day of the year. I think it ended up being like a hundred and It's always the hottest day. Why? Really hot. <laughs> when, it's, when everything breaks. <laughs> and our... Yeah, and our our whole house AC craps out. Like, and I've got, at that point, I've got, like, basically, like, two babies. And I'm just like, it is excruciating. I had to think we, I think we went to my husband's office Mm -hmm. and stayed in their conference room because I just, I couldn't get them to do anything because it was so effing hot. No, it just gets to a breaking point. Like, you cannot do anything. We're not there yet, thank God. It's Uh not 104 degrees right now, but it's rough. Okay. Well, let's wrap up. Gladly. Okay. So we're not doing recommendations this show. Surprise, surprise, because we've just been talking about all the shit we've been reading and watching for the whole month. (laughs) And we're going to put all six pages of show notes on the website. Again, it's going to be, it's going to be like the books, the episode of books that became more like those Mm -hmm. show notes were out crazy plus they were doubled because they were they were the book and then yes. they were the movie or the song yep. or the whatever <laughs> oh, yeah. which did you did you check out the show notes for that show and notice that the um stepford wives is on youtube now oh good i'm so glad because yeah, so for a while it, it was the hard entire to get movie so they could watch it good. on youtube yes go check it out folks <laughs> anyways all 6,000 pages of our show notes will be on the website, readandwritepodcast.com, or on all of the social networks. No, show notes aren't on social networks. Show notes will be on all where you listen to your podcasts. So if you want to on Amazon or Audible or Google or Apple or Spotify or any of the other ones, I can't think of right now because the thunder is drowning out my words. <laughs> the storm has arrived. We gotta wrap this up because the storm oh, is ramping for up. You. Yes, like I can see like the lightning and then the trees are outlined in the oh white light. Oh my lord, I love it! I love it. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this week. Catch us next Wednesday when we're gonna talk about sense of place. I know Joss yeah! is so excited about this one. Yes, I like, am. She has been talking about this in our after podcast <laughs> meeting for weeks. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. It'll be very disappointing when we finally get to it and I'm all I'm just like I like it. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. If you do that to me, I'm just going to like I don't know. Do like a mic drop and walk away. <laughs> All right, Jocelyn, you're on this own this episode. Okay. Until that point, stay safe. Keep reading. Keep writing. And go do what you do best. Maybe we should change that last night. It's so corny. <laughs> At this point, we might just have to keep it, though. I know. It's funny. <laughs> as long as we live it up every time. I know. Well, I think it's important 
to do what you do best because it's your gift that you bring to the world. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Lord. All right, Deb. (laughs) It was a pleasure talking to you as always. Yep. Go open your windows and turn on a fan. Oh, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one. You too. Good night. (laughs) Bye. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate, read, and write on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, drop me a line. I'm always open to suggestions. Also, did you know that Read and Write publishes three episodes a week? Check out the podcast's YouTube channel for Write With Me Monday's live streams and 30-second book reviews on Fridays.